Yeah, yeah, what's going on tonight? You know, usually we start with, you know, the Progressive Action Radio um, intro. Today we're going to start by talking. What up, cuz? I'm chilling. What's going on, cuz? You know, everything is good. You know, a lot of a lot of interesting things happened this past week. It sure did. <laughs> you know, <laughs> these guys, these guys is crazy. But you know, um, you know, I, I had a talk with McNally. Oh, really? I had a talk with him. Oh, okay. when did you talk with him? I actually got the conversation recorded. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. I don't think he. I mean, did he know that? Yeah, he know he's crying the whole time. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we go we go get into we go get into the um we go get into the conversation. I need y'all to pay uh close attention. We go get into it right now. You ready? Ready, cuz? I'm ready. All right, let's let's hear it. Let's hear what's going on. Yo, Tommy, what's up? What's going on, man? Hold up, Tommy, why the hell you calling me crying? You mad about what? Man, you better get mad at the Daily News, man. I ain't write the article, man. I got that article from the Daily News that said she was helping kids cheat on them tests, man. Why you want me to take it back? I ain't write it. The Daily News wrote it. Thomas, you know you too old to be crying like a baby now. Tommy, you know this get back to Samson. He ain't gonna be too happy about the shit. You crying to me and shit. Do I like your mustache? Hell no, I like your mustache. You look like Luigi from Mario Brothers. What kind of question is that? Hold on, Tommy, hold on. I'm tired of you asking me all these questions, man. I got one question for you. What happened in Texas? Hello? Tommy. Tommy, you there? Hello? Damn, I think he hung up. You are now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. Hosted by Tramel Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People, get ready. ready, ready. Progressive Action is now live. Whoa! <laughs> wow, that conversation was deep. <laughs> How you like the conversation? I loved it, man. What a convo, though, man. So he do is cry. Yeah, this guy cried. Now, what's what's very interesting is that I'm gonna put y'all on what he tried to do. This guy, Tommy McNally, emailed my school and tried to get me expelled because of. <laughs> I'm I'm attacking the union. Could you believe that? Wow, I can't believe that's low. You know, I mean, it, it's 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 a, it's part of it's part of the rules of war. I'm not mad at him, but every action deserves a reaction. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? And 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 what what they don't understand is this: progressive action. I don't know them. I'm in RTO. They in buses. TA surface. TA surface. Whatever. You know what I'm saying? This all started because we created a voice for the people. And this is the people who Samuelson has around him. You know, the, the, the little stuttering girl he got around him. And, and this McNally, the, the rat. You know what I'm saying? This dude really went above and beyond to contact my school. I don't understand what 
his um objective was or what he was trying to accomplish, but they laughed at him. And whatever you had planned, Mr. McNally, you put yourself in a whole, whole heap of shit by trying to contact my school because that's considered harassment. And, and if I find out in any form or fashion that you trying to get me in any kind of trouble, I'm going to handle that situation the way I'm supposed to. You know what I mean? Because you, 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 you really violated by trying to contact my school. It, it, it was just the whole principle. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, we started Progressive Action, um, you know, posting in the Facebook groups. And what they do, they attacked us. Right. <clears throat> you know, they attacked because the truth, you know, kind of like in that movie Negotiator. <laughs> Funny stuff, right? In the movie Negotiator with Samuel L. Jackson, you know, where Samuel L. Jackson was being framed by his fellow uh, co-workers, the cops, and what happened? They were Samuel L. Jackson was was telling them that basically, uh, you know, we're get, I'm getting too close to the truth of who framed them. So basically, it's the same principle here, to where we're basically getting so close to the truth, it was so so close to. I mean, you know, we have all the pertinent information, and we know what's going on, you know. So basically, when you expose these people, they don't like it. So this is their way of slowing, throwing slander. And throwing shade by saying, "Oh, we, you know, we're creating nonsense." You know, Tommy McNally went on to have the nerve to say, "We created progress." Um, no, excuse me. Being Tremel didn't create progressive action. Roger Tucson and Joseph Campbell created progressive action. We're just a, we're hey, just we the they, puppets. We they, we they pup- yeah, we they puppets. No, you are the puppets, the Samuelson. Right. And you're doing a horrible job. And like I said, when we came with the information, they started attacking us. Oh, y'all don't know what y'all talking about. Y'all, y'all stupid. Y'all this. All these insults. My mother taught me that if somebody hit me, you don't hit them back so they can hit you back. If somebody hits you, you knock them the hell out so they won't hit you back. So when, when Tommy McNally started attacking and, and Willie, I went into to, uh, Tommy McNally Facebook page and started Googling people around him because he looks like a weirdo. Looked like some, 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 some craziness he could be attached to. Mm-hmm. So I found somebody named, I Googled it, and a Daily News article come up with this person was making, was helping kids cheat on, on tests. A teacher was helping kids cheat on tests. And for those who don't know, when these kids fail these city exams and, and don't do good in these city, city exams, the teacher's jobs be on the line. So there's no telling where... She may have been with her job, but maybe her job, she probably felt her job was on the line and she helped kids cheat, according to the Daily News. So I found that and I put it out and told Tommy, like, yo, you being very disrespectful to me, chill, because I found something in your closet. Then he came out and said, oh, oh, you trying to attack my wife? I didn't know that was your wife. I thought it could have been your sister, your aunt, your cousin. I didn't know that was your wife. You know what I'm saying? So he actually blew it up and said it, it was his wife. And, and you know, now they saying, <clears throat> you know, it's rules to it. You can't bring up women and kids when you campaigning or talking political talk. But these are the, I want y'all to pay attention to this. These are the same guys who go out to get their fellow union members fired. They not thinking about the households that they affecting. The women and kids in those households are these people they, they getting fired. 
but you getting mad after you insulted me and I'm supposed to play by some rules. Where I'm from, we don't play by no rules. That's plain and simple how, how it works. And the same thing happened with this, um, this new dude. I don't even know who he is, Rich Grubbert. He going to say to me, wow, you have time on the air. I'm not mad at you. I pity you. Teach anything about ethics in New Rochelle? Dumb as a doorknob. So here go another guy who don't know me saying that I'm dumb as a doorknob, right? Now, as soon as I come digging through his Facebook and, and, and checking out who he is and I start attacking, I'm wrong. No, I'm, I'm not wrong. So, but this is this, this what I understand with these people who say that. What's going on, bro? With these people who say who say that um you know we dumb and, and insulting us, you must forget. And first of all, first of all, it's 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 white people attacking black people. I need y'all to, to understand this. It's these white boys attacking us young black males, calling us dumb, calling us stupid, calling uh, insulting us in all kind of ways. Now my thing is this: if we so dumb and we so stupid, have you forgot that we work for the same company? We all work for MTA. So if I'm dumb and I'm stupid and you're white, this world was made for you. Where did you lose sense of your white privilege to get away from all the dumb and stupid people? How can you call me dumb and stupid and we work for the same company, probably make the same amount of money and all that? You understand what I'm saying? But look, check this out. My boy just walked in the building. <laughs> Mr. Willie Cologne, what's going on, bro? What's good, guys? What's good? How y'all doing? We doing good, man. I, I gotta give, gotta give, gotta give him a round of applause here. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm, <laughs> I'm glad he made it. You know. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's like I wouldn't be surprised if it was Scamerson and his boys. You know, trying to stop me from coming over. Here. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> speak, speaking to the speaking to the mic, bro, because you got a lot of important stuff to say, and we don't need them to miss anything. How you doing though? I'm doing pretty good. Not Mr. too bad, Mister. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know where. Willie came from. I just say, oh, we got an ally. Exactly, right? <laughs> he did. He came out of nowhere. Yeah. But you, you know, know what it was is that I took a hiatus because I've been back and forth trying to explain things to the members, trying to educate them as much as I could. But I've been doing it for a few years after I got unjustly terminated, but I've been doing it for a long time. Okay. We've been back and forth. I've been trying to pass on information not only to the TW members that are with the MTA, but also in private operations and the school bus paratransit. Okay. For, for the people who don't know, give them a background of, of who you are. Well, my name is Willie Colon. I am a former elected chairman uh, in the school bus paratransit division under a former company named American Transit. From there, I became a union representative. And then after my company closed down and most of our members got displaced, we helped them find jobs in other areas. But then I became a staff rep. Okay. And then while doing staff rep work, you know, with the assistance from the international, Roger Toussaint, Ed Watt, you know, getting all the trainings that I was getting, then I became an organizer and okay. started organizing new properties, organizing existing properties, and trying to keep properties from decertifying and leaving. Okay. Now, you was, uh, you was a union rep up under who exactly? I was actually during the Tucson administration. Tucson administration. And how was your experience working with Mr. Tucson? 
Toussaint was a complicated fella. I could, <laughs> I could, say, I could say that. But, but um, one thing I can say about the man is that when I started getting involved and I started realizing the things that he wanted to do, especially in my division where I come from, which is private operations and school buses, he more or less had the same type of visions that I had. Okay. You know, a lot of people, you hear them. You hear them in MTA bus, you know what I'm saying, all the time. You know, we're the stepkids, we're the stepkids of the union. Yeah. So if you're the stepkids of the union and you're with transit, then we're the foster kids. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're way in the back of the line, you know, waiting for our little spam and eggs, you yeah. know, because... You know, there was there was absolutely no type of res- representation up there. I mean, there w- the reps were there. The elected officers were there. Okay. But the staffing was so minimum, you know what I'm saying, and unrecognizable that a lot of the members from the, from the school bus paratransit started feeling left out, that they're paying union dues for absolutely nothing. Okay. And... Um, when Roger started getting involved and he started training me and getting me involved, I started going out to these properties, you know, and they're horror stories. <laughs> you hear yeah. these guys talking about, oh, their rep only comes around once every two or three months. You know, they go without a contract for a long time. You know, and, and, and those are the things that discourage the members. When, when they don't see their elected officers and they don't see staff representation or anybody coming to handle their grievances, then they get discouraged. Yeah. And they do either look to decertify and get away from the union and say, to hell with it, I'm gonna throw my hands up and I'm gonna deal with management on my own. Yeah. I'd rather do it without a union. Cause at least this way I can negotiate my own contract to hell with everybody else. Yeah. Or they go looking for another union. And this is where a lot of the problems come in. Because the owners of these companies, they figure, you know what, if this is what the members want to do, his employees, then what I'm going to do is I'm going to find a union that's going to do things the way I want it done. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce them to these guys. They're going to sell them, you know, the Brooklyn Bridge, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) And (laughs) and next thing you know, they're paying dues, but they never see their reps. And they go through the same trouble again. But this time, it'll be a lot more difficult to get rid of those unions because management want those unions there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So right now, you say you retired. You came in here with a bounce. It don't look like that you was ready to retire, bro. You came (laughs) in here with like, like... You, got, you ready to a, bounce somebody out the club, man? Got, yeah, know, right. <laughs> you want to know what's funny, man, is that you, you say that, but I was in charge of a club for about 10 years. Oh, okay. You know, the wedge up in the Bronx. Right. That's right. I was in charge of security up in there, man, for a long time. Get out of here. Well, which 10 years? Because I, I had to walk right past you. Yeah, let me see. I, I ain't going to lie. I'll admit it. No, nah, no, nah, it, was, it was way back. Let me see. I've been with my wife now 20, 21 years. Yeah. So it was prior to that. <laughs> so, oh, okay. So, no, that no, wasn't doing so that we're way talking back about, then. We're talking about maybe 30 years ago. Oh, okay. No, nah, I don't know about way back then, you know. So what, what led you to uh, retirement? Well, what it was is that um, I was unjustly terminated, like I said before, and I found a job with, a, with another union, and... I wound up getting hurt on the job. 
and the injuries were so severe that it forced me to go into retirement. I had to get two hip replacements. Okay. I had to get uh, sur reconstruction surgery on my left elbow, Tommy John surgery on my, no, my left shoulder, then Tommy John surgery on my left elbow. Okay. And I have a very weak <laughs> right knee. Yeah. I mean, oh. right, uh, it, it, don't, it don't look like it. I don't so, get that vibe. <laughs> It's it's there, man. It's there, it's, especially especially when the weather gets really bad. Yeah. Oh, oh man, yeah, you, you can it? feel it, man. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So, you know? what's your, what's your thoughts on this current administration? This, this Sam, you said I noticed that you used the word scam. You said, what's up with this this current administration? Okay, based <laughs> based on a lot of things that I see, um, is is just shady and underhanded things that I see. It's like. I'm from the out, I'm looking from the outside in. Yeah. I'm not on the inside anymore. Yeah. But it, it, it's it's hard to understand how they use Roger for an excuse for absolutely everything that's wrong with the everything union. up under the sun. Roger, Roger, Roger. You know, Roger, Roger yeah. sold the union hall. Roger did this. Roger okay. did that. Yeah. Okay. But Roger had the international involved. Roger had auditors involved to check. Um, on the pricing to make sure the pricing was right. Yeah. To to make sure that the members aren't losing anything. But then you look at the way Samuelson does his things. I don't understand where the auditor is or where the international is in the sale of the Gil Martin houses. The Gil Martin houses. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. And so it's like you got six acres of land. You have a retirement building up in there. I believe it was 115, 120 units. 150. Wow. 150. 150 units? Mm -hmm. yeah. Wow. Mostly one bedrooms, but still. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, very, like you were saying, very easily to reconstruct, redo, you know, make them bigger apartments, sell them, make them a cooperative or something. Yeah. But six acres of land, you mean to tell me that you can't take some of that $30, $40 million that was in the budget for the sale of the building and you couldn't construct a brand new building on that property? I mean, even if it's just one acre that you take from that, those six acres, you have enough property to put on a nice big building, maybe four floors, main level for the membership to have whatever functions they have, meetings, whatever. You, you, you might even be able to fit anywhere between five, ten thousand 10,000 people in there. Yeah. And then you have a huge parking lot. You know, everybody wants to talk about that we need a union hall next to transit. For what? Your members aren't all transit. Yeah. You have members up in Connecticut. You yeah. are one school bus company in Connecticut. You got about seven, six school buses or six, seven yards of school buses throughout Westchester. In Yonkers, New Rochelle, Arsley, uh, all over the place. Yeah. You know, you even got a school bus company out here in Brooklyn somewhere. I just don't know where it's at. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, they just added the pedicabs and city bikes. Right. right. So those not transit. You and, know, don't transit. and don't forget the computer analysts, yeah, the, whoever they are. Right. You know, but then, yeah. but, but then it's not only transit. And, and then you're worried about it being close, close to transit. Who cares? Almost everybody I know has a car. Mm -hmm. You mean to tell me? If you need to go to the Union Hall, you couldn't take your car into Queens and park in a big parking lot with plenty of parking yeah. for your members to come in, sit down, fill out a grievance paper, deal with union issues, set up for rallies, do whatever got to be done. 
Why you got to go have a family day in a parking lot in, Co- in, in Coney Island? Yeah, and it's it a sound- party. <laughs> right. And it sounds like the Gilmartin houses is not far, even probably down the block from Left Rack City. Yeah. I, I used to live out there on, 99, on, the, on, the 99th Street, on the 99th Street side and 57th Avenue side for people who know Left Rack City. I used to live over there back in the days. So I, have, I remember having access to the Queens Boulevard subway line, two stops. 63rd Drive and Woodhaven Boulevard stop. So they would, it was the same walking distance. So there was no excuse. Something like that would have been perfect because it's still by public transportation. Yep. And, and you could have drove your car out there and you got the LIE right there. You got major highways right there. So it would have been perfect. When did they get rid of these houses? Oh, 2014. 2014? So, so it was after the union, after we got this union hall? I believe so, because it was after we got this union hall, we got the two and a half floors after the election. Well, right on time for the election, for that election, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, so it, it might have been right after. Right, right after. after, yeah. So, because none of that, the sell of that building is not in the LM2s anywhere. Right. I, did, I definitely didn't see it in, this, in the 2015 LM2s. No. And I would, but still, I would love to know what happened to that money. It should have been. It should have been in the LM2s for 2014. 2014. Because, because my understanding is that the building was sold in 2014. Right. It wouldn't be in 2000. It'd be in. If it happened in 2014. Yeah, but it would have to be explained. It, it come out in 2015, but the LM2 would be for 2014. 2014, right? Yeah. You know. So it's. You know, from what I read, I think it was like, what was it like 17 mil? 17, yeah, 17 million. 17 million for, for the property. And that sounds a little on the cheap. Of course, because you know, by the time it would have really matured, it could have been anywhere from 45 to 60 million. Yeah, I mean, by right, you know? Look, look, at, look at the location it was at over there by Corona. I mean, that's not a cheap area. <laughs> I mean, it's, six acres, that's a big piece of land. Huge. It is. Huge. And it's like. Um, it was affordable housing for seniors. You know what I'm saying? It was intentionally supposed to be for retired TWU workers. Right. But because TWU members were in the middle class back then, <laughs> because it's not no more. <laughs> exactly. You know, it was middle class back then, you know, you, you have retirees with homes already set up. But the way things are going these days, you know, with the contracts, I mean, forget about middle class. I think you were you posted something about ATMs. Yeah, MTA, MTA, ATM. <laughs> when yeah. I first came to this job, they was like, "Oh, not you know, anymore." They go see the girls go see that the MTA ATM. Yeah, right. When they look, <laughs> yeah, when, they right. when they look at that rearview mirror, they're gonna see ATM on it. Yeah, exactly. That's the only time they go see ATM. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's it's sad, and and you know, speaking about contracts. I put up um, the wage progression for the for the five years for for, um, for conductors it was and uh, maintainers, yeah. and, and and you know it stopped at five years ninety percent right. Now it said under that just additionally that a a person wouldn't basically be on a wage progression scale for more than five years. All right, I understand that, but it meant, it says nothing about one hundred percent or top pay. It just say you won't remain on the scale. And I'm actually going, you know, back and forth. Or people going back and forth. And I actually heard Crystal Young, who's the elected um, uh, chair 
of of towers and um conductors was was saying something to the effect that I didn't know what I was talking about. When I post black and white, it's, it's, it's self-explanatory. When you, when you have contract language and you could debate back and forth with somebody about it, that means that it's not clear. And then when I put the supervisor's contract up, it was crystal clear. That's right. No pun intended, crystal clear. You understand? Five, five years, at the end of your five years, you're 100%. No ifs, ands, or buts. You know what I'm saying? But even with these maintainer titles, why do they get such privilege? I don't know. That's a good question because when you know when they start off on the progression scale, they start off at what seventy five percent, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I didn't seventy five percent, but they progress to ninety seven percent after five years. Now again, at they just, at they fifth year because all the at, contracts you really your first day of your sixth year is when you reach top pay. Of course. Yeah. Okay. So. Basically, but they reach 97% to maintain their titles. So, you know, again, that's what I mean when I say that's a disparity within our union, and that's a disparity amongst our rank and, you know, well, amongst our rank and file with they have more privileges, seems like, even with the AVA days. They could, the I know car equipment is, is, is the cream of the crop where they could bank up to 14 AVA days, uh, but the operating titles to RTO and buses can only bank up to eight. Now, why is that? Why can't everybody have the same amount of AVA days? I mean, if you want to be honest, look at the color of the maintainer titles. Look what they did. They took away the step program. You know what I'm saying? To stop who from coming in there. It was becoming too dark. You know what I'm saying? Let's, let's, let's keep it real here. Samuelson, um, Steve Downs came up here and said Samuelson Suspended. What he said? Yeah, suspended. Suspended the program. Why would you suspend the program that's made to help women and minorities? And these the same guys, Tommy McNally, talking about we attacking women and minorities. What about your union president who took away, who suspended the step program, who spe- that, that program specifically helped women and minorities? Let's be real. What I want to understand is how is it that Samuelson has the authority to suspend that? He's not supposed to have that authority. That's well, the that's the executive board. Well, just like he well just like he had the authority to close those four swing rooms that they had in Brooklyn and TA surface. <laughs> and then and then and and then when there were grievances filed by I think either Arch or Harry Wills or one of them, the grievance went nowhere. It's like Houdini had disappeared. See, you know what? The people that's on the executive board is his people. They his friends, so they go do whatever he say. They go pass. Well, that's one thing the membership gotta gotta know. When it, when it comes to this, this union um, ladder that we have to deal with, it's an, it's an old system. It's an old system that needs to be changed. Yeah. I mean, right now, Local 100 is basically working off of a, a system from the 70s and maybe the early 80s. Beyond, beyond the 70s. Maybe even before that. You know, you're talking about Willie James. You're talking about Sonny Hall. You know. The way they the way they structured the union is it's an old system. It's not like the newer systems that a lot of unions are practicing today, where the top officers are the ones that are going through the the union elections and being changed up. And the lower level, the ones that actually do the operations of the union, should never be touched. 
You don't want to, every time a new president come in, you want to train a new grievance officer. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. It's, 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 it's detrimental. It's, it's hurting the membership. That should never change. Mm. Maybe the people in charge of those departments might get changed because the president does have the authority to remove, appoint, and so forth. But the actual workers, the ones that should be collecting information from the membership, setting up events, you know, um, trying to find out what the members are looking to fight for in their contracts, those particular members that are employed by the union should always be kept there because you don't want to keep changing that over. Yeah. I'll you know? be real. If I get in, anybody attached to Samuelson, I'm probably going to have to let them go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what they have done because this is, this is the problem I have. They know that is misconduct going on up there, right? If you're not reporting it, you're a part of the problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that, that whole, everything got to get cleaned out out there. And I'm not saying that everybody's bad, but I wouldn't have time to try to figure out who's who. Because they mass would change. People do anything to not go back to their tools. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I see that you, you post something recently about tier six. Yeah. How you feel about tier six? I, I actually feel that that was something that should never have been allowed to pass. I mean, I'm not saying I know everything about the contracts or, or the city agencies because that's not where I come from. Yeah. But... I do know how to read and I can and I can understand most of the things I read. Yeah. But from from my understanding is you allow tier six to come in. Yeah, legislation comes in and says that these are the changes they want and these are the things that they want for the union presidents to take to their memberships to approve. Yeah. But the union president has to be on board with it because according to the Taylor Law. Any discussions about pensions is prohibited. Right. Yeah. It's very clear. Yeah. There's no beating around the bush. There's no misunderstanding. It's one simple sentence. Any negotiations in regards to pensions are prohibited. At contract. Con exactly. At, on contract time. So if it's prohibited, regardless of what legislation did, regardless of what they're saying, if it's the TWU president, the 1199 president, the 32BJ president, if they don't want no part of it, then it's not going to happen. Yeah. And it cannot be forced on the members. Yeah. But here you go, and all of a sudden, it's allowed. During the 2005 strike, one of the issues that caused the strike was that tier six. The, the two, what they call it, the two-tier? Two-tier system. Yeah. Right. right. So here goes Roger. Regardless of how people feel about him. Regardless. He stepped in and he said, no, this ain't going to happen. You're not going to bring another tier into it. We already have enough tiers. Yeah. There's not going to be any more. And they had to pull out. They had to stop trying to pressure to have that tier six put in. So they got out. But because Roger called the strike, he did what, those two two days? Two days, yeah. He did those two days in jail. But there you go. He fought it. <clears throat> he got the, the city and the state or the state to back down, and it never went through. 
But now all of a sudden, Samuelson comes in, and it gets passed. Yeah, uh, Samuelson is is good friends with the governor. Yeah, the governor. Yeah. I mean, and anybody that gives me six million dollars is going to be a real good friend of mine too. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, he's going to be my buddy. <laughs> you know, now, how you doing? Now, what I want to do is, I have an article that I saved on my phone for the longest, for, for the longest here now. It's um. It's 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 an article by uh, it's from Clarion on on the by Peter Hogness. But anyway, it's an article that says that Tier Six slams future CUNY employees. So these are CUNY employees who are in an uproar over Tier Six. Okay, and I'm gonna read a passage here. Uh, the final text of Governor Andrew Cuomo's bill to slash public worker pensions was posted online on March 15th of of course 2012 at three in the morning. Around 5.30 a.m., the voting began. More than two hours later, after enough arms were twisted, the bill passed by a vote of 93 to 45. Okay, all of this, of course, happened in the dead of night while most people were fast asleep. This is ironically, okay, this is ironically Sunshine Week, okay, the yada yada, which is supposed to be a celebration of openness in government. Okay, the passage of Tier 6 had everything to do with political ambition and an ideological agenda of protecting the rich, said PSC President Barbara Bowen. It had nothing to do with solving New York State's immediate budget shortfall. No significant savings will occur for more than a decade. Like other unions, the PSC pointed out more money could have been raised and far sooner through progressive tax reform. Women and people of color have long relied on public employment when employment in the public sector was close to them, Bowen said, as an attack on the pay and retirement security of public employees. Tier 6 is, and I quote, sec- racist and sexist. Okay, now this is... That's deep. That's deep, right. That, now, that's right it, in line. That's right in line that's with right. how that's how he worked. Right, and, and basically it sounds like these, you know, these, whoever, whoever said that, probably, I believe was not a person of, you know, color. This was a white person that said this. And it said it helps women, it helps women and other minorities, you know. Uh, you know, what you, you know, tier six hurts women and minorities, you know what I'm saying? Later on, trying to be in, you know, trying to be in a job where a public, a public sector job, because the private sector, they had a hard time, you know, hardship in the, in the, in the, in the private sector, you know, but basically, that's all. That's all it was. Was just the governor's political ambition, and of course, we all know that. Because when you talk about uh, how how much was the budget this year, how much did Barron say the budget was for this year? One hundred and fifty-six billion dollars. Yeah, it was a lot of money. He he said that there's no reason why we shouldn't get paid. You know exactly. What I'm See, the problem is now what I what I realize is that we got governor number one and we got governor number two. Mm-hmm. Governor number two is Samuelson. He want to be on the MTA board. How can you be on the MTA board and represent? the union as the president of the union. Well, what's funny about that is that it doesn't matter what president it is in the history of TWU, the president has always had the right to go and sit and speak on issues in regards to transportation. He didn't need to be on the board for that. Yeah. That's why, as far as I could think back, Either the second in charge, the secretary treasurer, or somebody after the president always held those seats. 
Yeah. Even though they were non-voting seats, they always held them. Yeah. Because that would push a certain agenda through. Yeah. At least at least have a voice in there. But it's never been the president. But then you think about it, like you said, who's the second in charge? Earl Phillips, right? Yeah. African American man. Mm-hmm. Who's the third in charge? Latanya. Latanya. Yeah. African American. Yeah. <laughs> who's the who's the who's the fourth one after that? Angel, Angel Gabriel. Angel, yeah. A Latino. Everybody's minority after Samuelson. Yeah. He don't he don't want people in that position. He'll he, take it himself. Well, maybe if it was more black people in in Albany, he would send a black person there because I heard that's what he does also. He's he 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 delegates he looks at the, 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 the makeup of whatever it is and he delegates we go send this person here because this is mostly African American and this and that. And I wanna I wanna touch on the uh the city bike and the um the pedicabs. People want to know, you know, logically, why did they take those people? You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to say this. Without a doubt, pedicabs is mostly Africans. Africans from the mainland. They here working, hustling, no papers, no nothing. These is people who don't want much. They just want to work and provide for their family. They the easiest people to deal with. They not like Americans. As I say, like a black American, African-American male like me, who knows the difference, who, who, who grew up here, who's, who's in school, went to school, and all this other kind of crazy stuff, I would demand more than what they would demand because they're just happy to be here. They don't want no troubles. They're not going to ruffle nobody's feathers because they don't want to get sent back home. Those are the easiest people to deal with. It's funny you say that because the tour bus companies are the same exact way. And they got tour bus. They got it's mostly Haitian, yeah, Africans. It's, it's people who don't want. Now, the, we think about why don't they... Do something with the dollar cab vans. Right. They know better. They know better because mostly the dollar cab vans is what? Jewish owned. So they're going to put up a fight no matter what. Not, not even that. A lot. Of, well, some of them is, is, is Caribbean owned, but they American Caribbean. They go put up a fight. Right. The ones that were born here. <laughs> yeah. Flatbush. They, yeah. They go, the, they go put, put up, up the North Bronx. Now, they probably shit. have new guys that just came to the country driving or whatever the case may be go get your license and you know this but they ain't playing you ain't go just tell them look we want y'all to be a part no y'all go pay us them pedicab guys they don't give they they don't want no problems no they don't want no problems see all of this is you know they got to brainwash them prep up and say listen this who you this is who you vote for you know, this is who, you know, they're going to show up a picture of Samuelson and, and Earl Phillips and all these people to say, listen, this is who you vote for. I, I'm a, this, is, this is how much your, due, this is how much your dues is. I'm going to tell you the truth. And, I don't think it's it. about voting. I think it's about the dues money. The dues money, of course. No, I don't think it's about the dues. I think it's about the voting. Think yeah, that, the voting, yeah. I believe it's the voting. Look at the city. Look at the, look at the, um, the city bikes, the bike share. All right. How is it that Local 100 has a bike share program, I, I believe is in Boston. The other one I believe is in Philly. Then they have one here in the city and I think there's another one in Washington, D.C. Yeah, Washington, D.C. Yeah. Okay, now. In Chicago maybe too. Anybody that runs against Samuelson, how are they gonna get out there to those areas to campaign with those members? Yeah. It's gonna be very difficult. Yeah. They, spread out the, they spread out on purpose. So now, you're talking about four companies Let's say they each have 300 people because mm-hmm. it's, it's the bike mechanics, 
It's the, the truck drivers, the dispatchers. So let's say you're averaging around 250, 300 members, and you got four, you got, you got three of them that are out of reach. Talk about 900, almost 1,000 people. Mm-hmm. All right? That it'll be difficult for anybody else that's running against the Samuelson administration to try and organize those guys to support them in a campaign against Samuelson or whoever he decides to run for president after he's done. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then the president of the international, Lombardo, is allowing this. He's allowing this to happen. But then how do you give direct representation to those members? You got them up in Boston, Philly, Washington, D.C. How can Local 100 provide direct representation to those members? If those members ain't getting direct representation, then you're hurting them. And, and those members probably don't even know that we don't even get direct representation or the proper representation here in exactly. the city in the city where they from. And right? now what I wonder is what about these other TWU locals that are further upstate, you know, closer to Boston? We know the TWU 234 is in Philly dealing with SEPTA. I actually wonder if he even knows that the bike share programs in this city was organized by 100. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'd be shocked. And I wonder if these people understand with him, with Samuelson, and his lack of negotiating contracts because it just seems as if since he's been in office, he just runs away or shies away from negotiating a contract. Let me tell you, man. I mean, you know, even our, you know, because I say to myself, wow, if you stalled and ran away from negotiating your own, your home contract, which is TA and OA. Well, let's, let's, let's remind the people of what Joe Loder said. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, let's remind yeah. the people. Definitely. But you know, we're talking about a, a job that has dangers. And I don't think that's uh, realized sometimes in negotiations. Um, and what's going to be your different approach this time around? Right. So this time around, the organization that we have on the ground uh, among rank and file transit workers is much stronger than it was uh, in 2012. Uh, We have uh, been doing a lot of organizing uh, in the seven years that I've been president, both internal organizing and external organizing. Uh, We have no intention uh, in, in this round of bargaining of making any kind of public pronouncement that there won't be a strike deadline set. Uh, We're going to go back to the more traditional Transport Workers Union Local 100 model of establishing a deadline. That'll that'll be that that deadline will be the product of a discussion with our executive board, which hasn't happened yet. The negotiations won't begin till November, but we do expect it to be a very different type of negotiation. That was John Samuelson. Now this is Joe Loder. It got to a point where they didn't know what to do. So in 19 separate times, they said, you know what? We're not coming to the table. You can't negotiate with somebody who's not willing to come to the table. What do you say, not know what to do? I mean, I don't, I, I'm serious. I'm not, I'm not sure that the leadership of the Transit Workers Union knows how to negotiate a contract. They, the, the, the president of the Transit Workers Union right now has never negotiated a contract in his life. And the reality is, I don't think he knows how to do it. He won't listen to his advisors. He won't listen to any of the attorneys that are involved. There are road, there's a roadmap to getting it done. You need to have a willing party. I was a willing party any time of the day or night. I would plead with John Samuelson. I would text him messages. It's time to, it's time to get to the table. What do you think about that, Willie? I actually believe that. 
I mean, it's not easy negotiating a contract. I've negotiated a couple of them myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's not easy. I mean, when, when you're trying to negotiate a contract, you have to come in with expectations of, of reaching for the stars. But eventually, you're going to have to settle for the moon. You know what I'm saying? Because you might not be able to reach that far out. But you have to come in with something. You just can't say, oh, we're going to come in, we're going to negotiate. And they, oh, we're not going to negotiate. We're going we're gonna to make them sweat. You're not making anybody sweat because <laughs> you're not giving them anything to sweat about. Right. You know what I'm saying? How can you make the MTA sweat if you're not coming in with a proposal? I mean, come in with a 20% wage increase. You know? Come in with 100% medical coverage. Come in with everything and sit down, and that's where you start. Yeah. And, of course, you're not going to get that. You, right? You just gave, you know, between, between Roger and, and Samuelson, the contribution into the health insurance has increased 0.5%. up to 1.5 and plus another 0.5. Yeah. That's 2%. But those are the things to be expected. You can't. You can't get into a fight and think that you're the only one that's going to be punching somebody. Yeah. You're going to get hit back. Yeah. And that's, that's how this is all about. This, that's how this works. You have to come in with something. You got to throw that first jab. Yeah. All right? And let transit come in with another one. Now, you're going to try and bob and weave it, but if you get hit with it, then that's where the fight starts. You yeah. start going with the back and forth. That's when, you know, Leota might be sitting on the other side of the table and, and you would have gotten up and, and, and flipped over a table and say, what the hell? I'm out of here. We're not going to keep talking to you guys. But do something. Make a show. Throw, throw some chairs over to the side. He's not going to do that. You know? But no. that's, the way, that's the way it's historically been done. Yeah. Not everything that you ask for, you're going to get. But if you fight, that little comment that he was talking about with the first one that you put in about internal organizing, external org, No. Because if you were to organize and you have the members on your side, you start making little events here and there to show transit. Look at what I got here. I got a thousand people rallying over here. And then maybe a month or two later, now I got 2,000 people rallying over here. Now here comes the mass membership meeting. I had 7,000 people at the mass membership meeting. Transit sees that. They hear about it. They got their peoples out there. Mm -hmm. They're watching everything that's being done. If you can do that, then you start to get transit to fear in the power that you're having. Right. And then transit starts to think twice about playing the games that they played. All those layoffs that happened during his administration, yeah. it's only because he was weak. Right. Yeah. He couldn't rally enough members to do anything. In, in fact, and in they fact, saw it. In fact, um, Nick Bedell took credit for all that. Nick Bedell said he organized, he rallied. Samuelson ain't do nothing because they tried to. He tried to say, "Oh, it was six thousand plus people at the uh, the rally a uh, year after Sandy. It was six thousand plus people." Now, I, once again, I did research. The international comp the international said that it was forty five hundred. Me and Nick Bedell got into a, a, a little debate because I said, Nick, 
it was less than 5,000. How you go tell me? I organized. I got the signatures. I helped set up the, bar- the, the, the barricades with the police. Ah, 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 ah. No we. Ah, 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 ah. No we. The international said it was about, um, it was less than 5,000. So now you saying the international is lying? Everybody lying on y'all. Whoever say something to combat them, they lying. They lying. They lying. What's funny is that the 4,500 members that were there were not, you hear what I'm saying, were not mostly TWU Local 100 members. Wow. Okay? There were other TWU Locals there. All right? From, if I'm not mistaken, there was about four different TWUs there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Plus people from the international, plus people from other Unions like 1199 and 32BJ to show support. Yeah, yeah. So but what Samuelson did with Nick Bedell is giving everybody the green hats. Now there were a lot of TW Local 100 members there, but not all 4,500 were them. And so basically, the organizer that he was talking about that he's been doing over the past some such and such amount of years is. Organizing these bike share people to these pedicab people. Who, Samuelson? Samuelson, yeah. yeah. Let me tell you something. First of all, Samuelson was lying. You know, I'm in school for psychology. I'm in for, for forensic psychology. They got something called statement analysis. Whenever he lied, he giggled. That's his thing. That's his, that's his way of def- deflection. Whenever he says something that we know that he was lying about, listen to him. He giggled. <laughs> you know, I'm just, uh, ain't nothing funny. The organizing that was done. What organizing? Well, I guess he's trying to say the new companies that Nick Bedell is doing. Right. But you you really can't be serious about that. I mean, come on. In 2011, the the National Labor Relations Board ruled that an accessory company, Columbus Transit Limited Liability Corporation, over there on a... I forgot the address. Columbus, South Columbus, or in Mount Vernon. Now, this is an accessoride carrier, an MTA accessoride carrier. Mm-hmm. And the NLRB ruled that this is a local 100 property and that the owner has to negotiate with the representatives that were chosen by the employees. And that was in 2011. Do you know that almost for, no, for over a year, Nobody from Local 100 went over there to help those guys negotiate their contract. Now, they why were, is that? It's a, it's a rhetorical question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. All I know is this. After a year, they went and got another union to represent them. How do you lose 200 members? You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, the owner of that company, well, Columbus Transit, is the same owner from Mile Square, which is represented by TWU Local 100. Wow. So you let this owner get away, or maybe you helped him. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) You never know. (laughs) You never know, but... You, you let these, these members get away. I mean, I remember after, because I was the one that actually negotiated that property. Okay. I, I was the one that actually organized them. All right. And I used to get emails 
from from the members from that company saying, hey, Willie, what's going on? Um, these owners, they're over here, they're abusing us, they're cutting our days, they're cutting our hours, they're screwing us. A lot of us are getting fired. What's going on? You guys are supposed to be over here already negotiating a contract. And I'm like, look, man, I, I'm sorry. I totally wish I could do something for you guys, but I was fired. Hmm. Now, what I did do is that I emailed those concerns to Samuelson yeah. and his people. Who did, who fired you? Uh, Samuelson. Samuelson fired you. Got the email, yeah. Got and, the email. And, and do you think it could have been of your relationship with Roger? <clears throat> no. After... After a lot of things that went on, I found out a lot of things. But because I'm still oh, you working really, out a yeah. case, I can't really mention much about that. All right, that's cool. Okay. But, but I can say this. Most of those workers at Columbus Transit were minority workers. And it's mighty funny that everybody who comes up here, race always comes up. With Samuelson. Yeah, when it's basically when his name is mentioned, race always comes up. It's not, it's not like, too you know, far behind. Yeah. I mean, look at look at that newspaper article that his wife his wife did about the Muslims yeah. wow. having all these babies. You know, <laughs> it's like you you listen to that. She she put this on a newspaper article. I believe it was um, I can't remember the name of the newspaper, but it was put into a news article. And it makes you wonder how their living room conversation is. Yeah. I mean, basically here at the office, he endorsed Bernie Sanders, of course, openly. He endorsed Bernie Sanders on CNN was there, MSNBC, the whole nine. But at home, basically, you're a Trump's a diehard Trump supporter. And Trump probably ain't want nothing to do with him. Trump don't want nothing to do with him. <laughs> no, no, hell no. <laughs> That's the thing. Trump don't want nothing to do with none of them. Yeah. Him, Trumpka, Lombardo, MTA board, don't none of them. It's crazy. Trump's, They're all beneath Trump. Trump said know? the other day, them. Trump said, I, I filed for bankruptcy seven times. I got rich off of debt. <laughs> that dude is crazy. Of course. He's oh, a great you, businessman, though. You want to laugh. Exactly. You want to laugh. This is the man that said that he would, if he becomes president, he would not honor or protect or assist Puerto Rico. In their debt crisis, that he wouldn't allow Puerto Rico to file for bankruptcy, but just two months ago he filed for bankruptcy in Puerto Rico for his golf course. Wow, <laughs> ain't that a trip? Yeah. Wow, oh my God! Man. I'm like, wait a minute, you're not gonna you're not gonna help the island out. You're gonna let them continue to get vultured, basically yeah. picked on, but yet you go and. Put in a bankruptcy claim for yourself. Yeah, you know what I noticed when we be in the um the the winner circle group. It'd be, it'd be Willie against Willie, but Big Willie talk, Little Willie don't say nothing. What's up, <laughs> <laughs> What's up with that? And of course, and of course, we know who Little Willie is. Yeah. <laughs> you know what it is? Is that it's it's your it's your substance of courage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it's, it's not if it's not liquid courage, it's weeded courage. If it's not weeded courage, it's powder it's, courage. It's, it's Facebook courage. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nobody can get to you from behind your computer screen or or your tablet. You know what I'm saying? So you 
You talk as tough as, tough as you want to talk. What they call them internet dogs. You know what I'm saying? Keyboard gangsters. Right. But let me tell you, face to face, let no. me tell you, man. No way. <laughs> get, your, get your GoPro out. <laughs> Videotape the whole thing. Because if you was to ever walk to him in the middle of the street and be like, hey, uh, what about that thing you were saying on Facebook? He's just going to turn around and walk away because he, he's not going to want to mess with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's the type of person a lot of them are. I believe you. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was trying to stop a decertification in New Canaan, Connecticut with a Datco company that we represented. I wasn't successful. We lost. Okay. You know what I'm saying? We got kicked out by the members because they were tied. They were tied of not being represented. I went up there. I went up there with JP, Willie Rivera, Armando. You know what I'm saying? Roger sent all of us up there. You know, he was like, we got to figure out a way to stop this. We got to represent these members because they've been in the dark for so long. We got there just a little too late. I'm there. I'm talking because that's what I do. I talk to people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If if there's anybody that can say I'm a people person, it's definitely me because <laughs> I could talk to anybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I remember we had this other union up in there trying to get up in there and they had these big tall dudes, I mean, big guys, well, in good shape. You could tell they're in good shape. I'm not in the greatest shape, but I ain't no slouch either. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't no slouch either. And I remember these two guys were up in there, and they were like, I mean, talking all the yang and all the yang. You know what I'm saying? And I remember JP was in there, and he was sitting down at the table with another member. So when I walked in, I see them like, like trying to intimidate him, you know what I'm saying? But he kept ignoring them. He's talking with the members, you know? But I stepped up. I got in both their faces. Little shoving, little this, little that. But then I noticed, wait a minute. I'm over here doing this by myself. Where the, where, where the hell is Willie? <laughs> and Willie was outside the door. He didn't want to come inside. And I'm like, wait a minute, if I get in a fight, I'm going to get into a fight with these two guys by myself. So I said, to hell with it. So I started shoving back. I said, I I fought more. (laughs) I've been beat up by more. (laughs) You know? But that's the type of characters they are. They'll have that little talking back and forth, and they'll try to intimidate who they feel they can intimidate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But when they get next to somebody that can that can get as gully as the next dude. You know what I'm saying? Like me, I'm one of those guys that if you want it, we can do it. I've always been like that. Yeah. Roger knows me. He's seen me. There's been a couple of times Roger got to pull my coat and be like, calm down. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm from out there. I'm really from out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm not that dude that's hiding in his house and you know, doing this and that. No, I'm, I'm really from out there. You know what I'm saying? And I take it to all of them. But they chicken out. Mm-hmm. Like the time that they had that mass membership up there in the Marriott. Yeah. Here comes JP. He gives me dap. You know what I'm saying? He ain't got no problems with me. I ain't got no problems with him. Uh-huh. Whatever he's doing with his members, that's between him and his members. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As far as I can tell, a lot of them don't like him and a lot of them do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Here comes Armando, same thing. Give me dap, keep it moving. Willie walked by me. I asked him a simple question. 
Well, so that bullshit you was talking about on Facebook. He just looked at me. He ain't do nothing. He ain't. What, 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 I'm like, yo, come here. I'm, I'm seriously, come here. He ain't want to come to me. He went inside. He actually went to the security of the Marriott and told them to come to me and get me away from the front of the building. Wow. And I actually took this guy and I told him, you want to keep your job? Keep your distance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I don't work for anybody anymore. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't have someone to worry about that if I punch you in the face, that I'm going to get fired. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. I'm my own boss. You know what I'm saying? That's the only way I've been able to survive these last few years. You know what I'm saying? By doing my own thing. Yeah. You know, open up little businesses, do the best I can. Somebody comes and wants to buy it. I make my profit, move on to the next one. Yeah. My first one was a print shop. <laughs> Sold that. Then a couple of bodegas, sold those. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's how I survive. Yeah. That's how I'm able to support my family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But nobody's going to fire me. Yeah. Because I am my boss. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. These guys, they talk so much stuff. Mm -hmm. And they don't want no smoke. I can see, see it. I can just look at them and be like, yo, they don't want no problems. No problems. And they, all their beef come from Facebook. That means they spending too much time on the internet. Right, because these are elected reps, Willie and Willie and Tommy McNally and the rest of these guys who use aliases. <laughs> grown men with grown, aliases. Grown men with aliases. Shout out, shout out to all the fake pages. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Stephen Chans and the Ernest Jacobs and the Ozzy Masters. And the, I had it out with all of them. All these people. Like, I yo, had it out with all of them. Yeah, all fake aliases, man. Stephen Chan tried to, tried to call me. And want to speak to me on a late night. I don't want to hear what you got to say, man. Saying a lot of disrespectful stuff. When I see you, I just want to. I want. To, I want an apology. The only thing I want to talk about. I want you to apologize. Say, Mr. Thompson, you know I was wrong. It would never happen again. And let's just just keep it like that. You know what I'm saying? These guys is these. And then they talking all this stuff. With, I remember when I got into an argument with them in the group. Oh, it's nothing but managers in this group, and you talking like that. Why are you in a group full of managers? What are you trying to show? Oh, that's that, that's, a, that's, group, that's right. a group that was created by, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was Crystal and another gentleman. No, no, what? Crystal Young? Yeah. No, not, no, Winter Circle. Winter, yeah, MTA yeah, Winter Circle. Circle. No, that wasn't created by her. It, yeah, I believe it was. It's, it's another dude. It's one, one administrator in that group. In it that. used to be two. It was the guy, I forgot his name. And it was Crystal. Oh, I don't even know if she in that group, to be honest with well, you. Well, she's probably not because she's an elected officer now. But um, it was a good group at the beginning. I how, mean, how long that group been around for? It's been around for a while. I say since uh, maybe 2012. Oh, okay. okay. So they've been around for a while. They got, they, it's for, when last I left, I think they were around 3,000 members. Oh, yeah, now they got over, what, 4,500? Yeah, at least 4,500, you know? But it's like your page. What y'all been out? Three months, four months? Well, we had the page since November. Yeah, November or December. And yeah. you already got, what, almost two Gs? Almost, almost what, yeah. You got 1,800. Almost, yeah, we got yeah. 1,800, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there was a page that I had with a couple of, with a couple of um, other, other union people. And 
we had a good amount of likes for the short amount of time that has been, that has been around. It's had almost 500 likes on that page. Really? But then the, the, the main administrators, they let it die out. You know what I'm saying? And now there's another We Are TW with a couple of more union, union people yeah. in there. And it's only been out, what, three weeks maybe? And it already got 100 likes? Yeah, that's good. And I want people to understand that we not against everybody that's in the union. We understand that there's good people. But the bad people is outshining the good people. You know what I'm saying? Is. They they kill the the good people is not even saying anything. I don't even know where they at. That's why I always ask. My new motto is who's kicking ass at two growing? <laughs> yeah, because you know, it's the bad people who are outshining the good people but you know, uh, because it's it's it just seems to me that there's so many people that have a a negative agenda in being in the union, you know. It's really not about serving the membership. It's, and it's really not a, you know, it's really not about having that competency to be in that position that they elected for, elected to, or have, or being in that position that they were put appointed into. You know what I'm saying? You know, I just don't see it. Yeah, that's one of the things that 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 has the school bus paratransit so confused is is that what are they what are they elected officers doing? You know what I'm saying? I mean, in the school bus industry. They say that there's about 2,500 members. Okay. I don't think so. <laughs> I think it might be a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Because First Transit, well, it's not First Transit anymore. They were all laid off. Now it's uh, GCS, the Accessorite Dispatchers. That's about 600 members. Then you got First Mile Square which is anywhere between 650, maybe 700 members. And you got Royal Coach, which is about another 500. Then you got STA, which is about 150. Then you got White Plains Bus, that's together with Suburban Transit, same company, but one does paratransit, the other one does school buses. That's like an, almost another 700 there. And then you have Supertrans, who's now, I believe, Vialo, but it's, uh, they might have kept the name Supertrans. It's like another 150 people there. Yeah, that sounds more than what you said, 2,500. That's, that's more than 2,500. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Why do you think they lying about the number? Or they, the number's off? Because when you start sending out ballots, you want to try and keep it at that amount. There was, there was an issue with Mile Square. And... They took away their voting privileges because they weren't in good standings. The reason why they weren't in good standings is because their contract expired. Mm. So now the owner let the union know that they will not be collecting union dues for them anymore. Okay? But how do you put these members in bad standings? Why? Because they're not paying the dues? You're supposed to be up there collecting the dues. Yeah. When, when they took away the dues checkoffs in the MTA... Roger had people at the depots with little collecting laptops yeah, collecting, collecting the dues. Yeah. That's right. He could have done the same thing for these members. My thing is, now that you mention that, if we just somehow lose dues check off again, what is Sam Sinner going to do to the outside satellite TWU, the bike shares that's in Philly and Washington? And they still collect dues. 
Well, if, if they take away dues checkoffs, it would be through MTA only. Oh, they would still collect their dues? They would still collect their dues because they're private. Okay. You know what I'm saying? However, Miles Square, he could have sent a team out there to start collecting the dues. Kept them in good standings. Or he could have exonerated them because I put up an exoneration form for dues. And then he could have went to the owner and fought them because the NLRB made a ruling that if a contract expires, owners are still supposed to be collecting dues and submitting it to the union. But he never fought that. Yeah. He never made an issue about that. He just let the owner not collect the dues, kept them in bad standings. But then it makes me wonder, if you keep them in bad standings and you're saying that they can't vote in the general election, you finally finish negotiating a contract for them and you let them vote for recertification. How? If they're not in good standings, they can't even vote for recertification. Yeah, that's true. That's crazy. You it know? It really is. So now, here goes almost 700 members from the school bus paratransit that can no longer vote. And to top it off, most of those members hated John Samuelson. Mm. You see a YouTube video where they were about to decertify and leave to another union. And you see the international people at that rally, along with local 100 people. And you hear the vice chair talking to John Day and some of the other people is, why don't you put our chairman back in her elected position? You understand? They took that girl off of her elected position. She was the division vice, she was the division chair. But because she made a sexual harassment complaint against the vice president and reported it to Samuelson, all of a sudden she gets a letter from Earl Phillips saying that she's being sent back to her tools, that she'll no longer be working as the division chair. So how, how does that work? She was elected, you said, right? So she how can elected. you get sent back if you were elected? She gets sent back to do her job. She will no longer be on the union payroll. But how do you do that? You can't. <laughs> you, you're not supposed to be able to do that. You release division chairs to do the job of the union. Yeah. You give her a letter from the secretary treasurer Stating that she's going back, but that letter is dated after the initial complaint that she made that she's being sexually harassed. Mm. So it was, it was like a, what you call that, retaliation? Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I see. Straight That's why right now she's suing the union and John Samuelson and John Day. And I believe the international as well because she wrote a letter to the international <laughs> and they didn't do anything either. You know, her court papers are on point. You know, and it's like, how do you do that? So now you got this whole group of Hispanics <laughs> in the school bus company, you know, some African-Americans, some Haitians, but mostly Hispanic women at that. Now they can't vote in the election. And, and then it happens to be a company that doesn't like John Samuelson. Wow. And they would vote because they've historically voted and... If they're out the picture, that's, that's out of 700, let's say, let's say 400 of them vote. 
That's 400 votes against Samuelson. Yeah. He couldn't afford that. Nah, not at all. What, what, what killed me, and I continue saying this, how Latanya got more votes than Samuelson? That's crazy. I don't know. Yeah, she got so, 8,000 and change, right? Something like something that. Like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. if she would have ran for president, she probably would have won. Yeah. And not really because a lot of people voted under the slate for Samuelson. She probably got extra votes. Maybe she got some split off votes. Some people that maybe didn't like someone from the other slate, which was uh, Transport Wills. Workers United. Transport Workers United, yes. Or, or so maybe, maybe they shifted maybe there votes. Was, maybe there was some split up votes and... And some of those votes went to her. Maybe a lot of people did like her. You know what yeah. I'm saying? But most of the votes that she got is a slate vote, which means it was yeah the whole slate. It was from the whole slate. So she still shouldn't have got more than Samuelson. She shouldn't care. have gotten more, but you know, <laughs> but but that's that's the that's the whole thing. Is like I just don't understand the membership. They've become so complacent, you know. And this was the most militant union that's, that anybody has ever seen. The reason why the Taylor Law exists is because of this union. And who was that, Jamel, that said that uh, Toussaint wasn't militant? Oh, that was uh, <laughs> Seth Rosenberg. I never forget it. I never forget that Saturday night I was going back and forth with him where he said the militancy was lost under Roger, under Toussaint. It was lost under Law, Roger. It was lost under Roger. I said, really? And not, and not this administration here? This administration here that again stalled on the contract and didn't live up to the deadline. This administration that can allow can allow a, 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 a passing CEO Jay Walder to lay off all those members the way he did, and, and then he basically did nothing. What did he do? He didn't do dick. He didn't do he didn't do diddly squat. Let me ask you, son. Have you guys studied your contract yet? Yeah, we we pretty thumb, much right. Yeah, we yeah, pretty much here. yes. Now I don't know nothing about your contract because I'm. Somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> but when did the when did the training and upgrading come in? In two thousand under Roger two thousand. Under Roger Tucson. When did the child care fund come in? That was under Roger Tucson. Under that Roger was also. under Roger Tucson. Right. These things weren't there before. A lot of people need to understand that these benefits that you have right. were not there prior to Roger Toussaint. Right, prior to 2001, right, no. The Widows and Orphans Fund wasn't there until Roger came in. Mm-hmm. The training and upgrading, the child care fund, those things weren't there before. Mm-hmm. Those things were negotiated. The apprenticeship program. The apprenticeship program. All those things came in, the Women's Committee. All those things came in under his administration. The problem with a lot of people and they, they, they run around talking lies and, 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 and deceiving a lot of these new guys that come in. And they, and they fill them with misinformation to the point that they wind up hating somebody without even knowing the truth. Right. You know what I'm saying? And you hit that, you, you hit that right on the nail, bro. <laughs> it's like, it's like um, Roger did this, Roger did this, Roger did this. He's to blame, he's to blame, he's to blame. But wait a minute. Because of Roger, you have all of these things. Now, I'm not making the man out to be a god because there's plenty of people that could go around and say, there's been a few times I've seen Willie and Roger disagree on certain things, but it was never because of the way the way, it was never about the way the union was being operated. It was 
about the way the members in school bus paratransit were being represented. We had the same vision as to what needs to be done up there, but different ways of doing it. But because he was the president, we did it his way. But he would be the first one to say it, that, hey, if it doesn't work that way, then we try your way. Yeah. See, what's crazy about those guys, they, like you said, they'll say, oh, they'll throw dirt on Roger. And then, like you said, all these things was gained under Roger. Then they'll tell you how great Quill was. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's never a win-win situation with these guys. Right. You know, and the, and, and the ones that talk about Quill, you know, and I, all, and I say this all the time about Mike Quill and anybody who was on the clock at that time for my, during the time when Quill struck and was president. You talking about any of those people who, if they're still alive, they're at least in their 70s. If they were on the property, if they were on the clock. So now all these young dudes, well, all these people who are here, who are here now in the present day, they in their 50s, they in their 40s, they in their six, maybe in their early 60s talking about Quill. But you were a kid if you were even born when Quill was, was, Quill was, was struck. Trust me, they wasn't even thinking about transit. That, that's what they killed me. Right. When, I, when, I, when I say something about Roger, you wasn't there, you ain't know, but you the same person bringing Quill in my face. Was you there for Quill? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? So that's what it makes, and it, once again, it be white boys telling me about how great Quill is. Denouncing Roger, but Quill was the greatest. What they don't understand about Quill, Quill wasn't representing the African-American membership. He's representing a membership that was reflective of him. So the love came naturally. Well, the lo- and, and then the love also is there because Mike Quill, remember, he created TWU. So, again, just that was like his I, baby. that was his baby. Exactly. So you're not going to let your baby look stupid. You're not going to let your baby go down the tubes. You know what I'm saying? You're going to basically you're going to be militant. You're going to be tough. That's what's going to fuel you to be that way. You let know me what I'm tell saying? you, all those people that talk about Quill don't even know half the story. I mean, Quill was a great man. He did a lot of good things. He combined a lot of these private companies into one city entity. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When the city started taking over all these different private companies. Yeah, right. But a lot of them don't understand certain things. TWU back in those days was a communist union. Exactly. It was communism. Their party was the communist party. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, yes, he was a great man in the things that he accomplished, but there were certain things, you know what I'm saying, that you can't really say greatness about. You know, the union was a communist union. Mm -hmm. had a communist mentality. It started changing later on in the 60s, you know what I'm saying, when the civil rights movement was coming up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then you started noticing, you know, Quill making a complete change in everything, getting away from communism and concentrating on civil rights. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, he was Irish. And you know what they say about the Irish, man? He's the, he's the European black man. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're he, the European niggas. Yeah. He's the European black man. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, so he started understanding what this civil rights thing was all about. And right. then you see, you see delegations from TWU going down to Selma, you know what I'm saying, and making the marches that need to be made and fighting against all these inequalities. You know, and... And it's hard because you don't see that anymore. Yeah. You don't, you don't see any of it. Why? 
TW is supposed to be a union of the people for the people. You know what I'm saying? It's not just contracts and negotiations and dealing with bosses. It's dealing about everyday issues surrounding your membership, which include racism, police brutality. Uh, come on. How many times you turn on your TV and you listen to the news and you see a kid missing, 12 years old, 13 years old, 14 years old? You know what I'm saying? This union should be bringing in the membership and having professionals come and train their members to be more observant while they're out on the street, when they're in the subways. You know what I'm saying? Become more observant. Study people's body language. Become that that system that can help your community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not all about just sending out an Amber Alert and getting it on your phone. You should be able that if you're driving your bus and you see that vehicle going by, that you can report that vehicle. You know? Be alert 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even on your personal time. You know what I'm saying? Well, maybe Nick Bedell could teach that class. <laughs> yeah, or maybe, right. If, 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 if they come outside the, you know, the, the frozen air-conditioned condos up there in 195 Monarchy Street, yeah, the two never, and a half floors. i never forget when Samuelson went to go uh, support the Verizon workers. Yeah, he had Fucking on, 85 degrees. He came outside with long, but he had on a long sleeve shirt. But it was down the block. But he had on a long sleeve shirt. Did you hear what he said? Yeah, he had a long sleeve shirt, but it was down the block. I know. Yeah, so and they mean, came on day 40. Exactly. You know, so that means the air conditioner up there is cold kicking. It's cold as hell because I was up there. Oh, really? I was up there when, when It's when Western was, beef cold, right? Yeah, at least. At least. <laughs> I'm telling you, people in there, long sleeve shirts all day. Really? And a vest. Especially yeah. Earl Phillips. What's up with him? I don't know. He's, Wait, always, he's always rocking a long sleeve shirt with a vest. Earl Phillips, he, he he's a funny guy, man. He sits there, like he just reminds me. Same expression every same time expression, you see him, right? Like, like, yes, master, I got your back, master. Don't worry about Yo, it, master. Let me tell you, I noticed that when I went up there, I've never seen so many people scared shitless. Of who? I guess of Samuelson. Because I'm walking in the hallway, and some of the people that I know, I personally know, you know what I'm saying? Didn't know if they should walk up to me and say what's up or run and hide. I mean, how does a union president instill that type of fear <laughs> into union officers? Well, they, 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 they must have heard stories. See, it's easy to scare somebody who, who, like you said earlier, they ain't from that environment. You know what I'm saying? It take a lot more to move certain people who from certain environments. Like, I, I keep telling them this. You can't bully me. You're scared to, whatever you try, you ain't gonna work. And if you touch me, you gonna get punished. That's plain and simple how that's gonna work. It's like MTA bus. What's up with MTA bus? They, these guys, they, they get a lot of the things on the TAOA, but their pension has to go to arbitration. Why? Your know. job is to negotiate their pension. Try at least bring it to parity with Mapstoa. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why they but, add it? But why does it have to go to arbitration? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. You're a union. Get in there and negotiate that freaking pension. Do they really want to negotiate? 
I don't think they know how. That's what I'm saying. I really, I don't think so neither. <laughs> because yo, it's just, it's just a pattern of yo. When it comes to negotiating, you they, they always, run and hide. They run, yeah. <laughs> You know, you got you got some people. You, <laughs> we laughing, but it's true. It's, a, it's true. You got Yo. some people in MTA bus that I, I'm telling you, I kid you not. I, I read some of these these things on their pages, like there's there's a, a page called College Point Depot. Okay. Right. Okay. And and I read the things that they put in there, and they're talking to the VP, which is um Pete Pete Rusconi. Yeah. Something like yeah, something yeah. like that. And you, you know, a lot of people talk a lot of crap. You know what I'm saying? They're he was like, uh, he was talking a lot of he was talking junk the other day. And you know what? Whenever he talks junk, whenever he talks junk, tell him, wait a minute, MTA Buzz didn't vote for you. Yeah, matter of <laughs> fact, matter of fact, him and Roger was going at it. A word? Two days ago, yeah. Hey, Pete Rusconi goes against anybody he wants because he feels that that the members support him. But the thing is, his division, MTA bus, mm-hmm. when they tallied those ballots, he lost. The only reason why he won the VP spot was because of private operations. They put him over the top to get that position. But the membership of MTA bus did not support him. I think Roger said the people in your own division don't like you or something yeah. crazy like that. I mean, word? How, oh, okay. I mean he was running against... Uh, who was it? Uh, Hector? Hector something? Hector Cameron or something like that? The name escapes me. I don't know. But he was running against him. He got, Hector got more votes than Pete did in MTA bus. So that means that the membership supported him more. Liberty Lines put him over the top to get the vice president's spot. Because that's one vice president in charge of three divisions. Which is something I don't understand anyway. He's in charge of MTA bus, private operations, and school bus paratransit. Really? Yeah. Three divisions. Wow, that's a lot. That's a lot for, for one VP to for take care VP of. For one VP to take care of, yeah. But he's supposed to have three division chairs working with him. Do he? Nope. Wow. <laughs> I, know, I know the girl got taken out, and now they got... Um, this guy named Gus, but ever since he won the election, you don't hear nothing about him anymore. And wow. then MTA, and that's another thing. Liberty Lines, do you know that they have a 40-hour release time for the division officer on top of the 40-hour release time for the chairman? Really? Yeah. So the only thing is that you have to be employed in Liberty Lines to get that 40-hour release time for division chair. Okay. But the last couple of elections, you notice nobody from Liberty is running for division chair. So it always goes to the same guy over and over again. Wow. Uncontested, yeah. Uncontested. But he's not officially a division chair because somebody in MTA bus wins the division chair for private operations. Mm-mm-mm. So you have two division chairs, one being paid that's not an official division chair, and then the other way who's actually an elected officer. Mm, okay. Let me tell you, a lot of people they don't know a lot about the they don't know a lot about the um the private ops. Private yeah. ops is like like a complete other animal. 
Yeah, it seems like it's a little um, confusing over there. It, it is because you have school buses. Be. You right. have school buses throughout throughout the area. Then you have the private operations. You have PTLA up in Peekskill, who's part of Liberty. Then you have Liberty in Yonkers. Then you have um, Waterways on the west side of Manhattan. Uh, you also have Go Tours and another tour bus, two tour bus companies, and now City Bike. Uh, you ever had a one-on-one talk with Sammy, sir? Oh, yeah, a few times. What kind of guy is he? He's a guy that, that, that actually believes his own bullshit. <laughs> he actually believes the things that he says. He actually tries to speak like, oh, I know about this. I know about this. This is how it is. I'm a born, what is it? What is it? Uh, I'm a born trade unionist. You know, oh, my wow. family, my, <laughs> my father, my mother, my sister, my brother, <laughs> everybody was in a union. Hey, full of shit. Hey, Roger, did you hear what he said? Because <laughs> <laughs> Roger's always saying that man is not a trade unionist whatsoever. He's not, man. Come on, man. This guy, this guy is, is a guy that came from corrections into the union. And What's the story with him in the corrections? Yeah, I would love to know that. Oh, man. As far as I know, supposedly. Allegedly. Yeah. He, he, was, um, he got jumped by an inmate. And he had a fight back to protect himself. And supposedly he broke his hands. But yet, that's the only damage that he had was his hands. No black eye, no scratches. I don't know a cat in jail that sits there and gets beat up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've never, I've never heard of it. So, it's, so it was just too much pressure for him to work down there? I just think he couldn't handle it. Yeah, that he job. couldn't handle it. It was probably too much for him. People were probably scaring him. And he had to run and hide mm-hmm. into the tunnels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because let me tell you, I don't ever remember getting into a fight and I'm the only one swinging. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember. Not yeah. one fight. Yeah. And from what I understand, from what I was told, even when he got the job and he got put into the track and then he in, in the track department, he was put into a cushy job when he got down into the tractor park. But he worked out of the, uh, the, uh, the, the, the yard out there in Brownsville on Linden Boulevard at the end of Mother Gasson, you know, down the block from where I grew up at down there. So I was told that he had – so basically he didn't have it rough coming up through the ranks and everything within that department, you know. So he was set, he was set out. Oh, yeah, he was set out, yeah. You think, uh-huh. it was all, it's all popularity, man. He, he came in. Um, he ran over here, Roger ran over there. Eventually, they wound up meeting. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, they wound up running on the same slate. At the beginning, it was different. He had this, Roger had that. You know, but eventually, they wound up meeting down the middle. Doesn't mean that they liked each other, but they had to work with each other to try and see if they could make changes in the union. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people don't understand. You can start working together, but then everybody has their own agenda when it comes to things mm-hmm. it's like it's like you hear about willie jp and those guys samuelson just won his third term there's going to be another election the way you guys are going you're exposing a whole lot of shit 
opening up a lot of members' eyes. Eventually, there's going to come a time where the membership will finally probably start putting out their ballots instead of leaving them on top of the microwave when it comes in. Could you explain to the members how the ballots, as far as like how they could vote? Because you know some people vote for slates and don't know they could vote for individuals. All right. The ballots are put out. Usually you have two slates, maybe three slates, or maybe you have two slates and some independents on the third side that are all independent from each other. When you check the big box on top for a particular row, that means that you're voting for every single person on that side. Okay. If you don't like that, if there's people on that side that you don't like, then you don't check that big box on top. You go to the people that you actually like and you check them yeah. down, down the list. Yeah. And then everybody else that you don't like, you just go to the other side and check those guys that are going against them. Yeah. That's how you split the votes. A lot of these slates, they don't want that done. They don't want the votes split. Well, no, they, you know, they want all their own people. Because it makes it more difficult. Because somebody might make a mistake and check the wrong box or forget to check somebody, and then that's one less vote. So that one top box on top is everybody down that line. But if, if you have a, a support structure and that's the way they're going to vote, beautiful. But there's also those members that are tired of the bullshit. They're just tired. They're like, I don't like this guy. That's why I don't want to vote. I'm just... They walk in the house with the mail in their hand. They close the door. They walk into the kitchen, which is usually what everybody does, and they start putting the mail down. Mm -hmm. yeah. And they go through their mail, and what do they find? They find the, the, the union ballot, election ballot. <laughs> what they do, they put it to the side, and they leave it there. Two days pass, three days pass, four days pass. That's where the problems come in. Eventually, they throw them out, and they don't vote. You have to vote. You have to get up off your seat. If you don't have a ballot in your mail, you have to call that AAA number. You have to get a new ballot. You got to get the word out. I think that the, the members' morale is so low that they don't even care to vote. Well, I even think that, like, and I said this before, that they need to get rid of that AAA company, and they need to do, again, step into the the the. the New 21st century. 21st century and step into the new way of voting. Everybody yes. can easily vote online. Like I said, on progressive action. We got the new way vote. of voting. We got the <laughs> new way of voting. It's real simple. You can't beat that. That way, the voting process can be done within a couple of days. That way, you don't have to wait a damn month to see what the results are going to be. Count and still vote. Yeah, you exactly. It, it, it's, hard. it's hard to do that because they don't trust it. And, you know, but the thing is, that is the best way to do it. What? If Mel, you know, Mel doing, doing it online. Online, yeah. That is the best way to do it because you can control how many times a person votes. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Even if they, even if they come in from different computers, there's a way to take care of that as well. Yeah. You know, I personally, at no time, will ever, ever give anybody my social security number. A way to log in so that you could cast your vote, type in your social. Yeah. 
Once that social is clicked, that social cannot vote anymore. Yeah, that's simple. It's very simple. And then you don't have to worry about people coming in and saying, oh, but they use that social twice. No, once it's used, that's yeah. it. That's it, right. Now, the only thing you got to worry about is the secretary's treasurer's office because they have your social security number on file. But they if got, you add it, if you add it with your pass number, your pass number, yeah. I don't think the secretary treasurer's office has your pass number. You know what I'm saying? That's another way. But then again, it has to be from a registered item. You can register your phone now. Yeah. On a on a program, and you can vote from there, or you can register your laptop, yeah. or you can vote from there. But once all those steps have been taken to prevent duplication, then yeah, you you have a whole lot more members voting because everybody's on their phone all the time. See, I, I don't think that this administration would want that because it'll be easy for me to persuade somebody who don't like Samuelson or don't like the union to be like, yo, just vote no. And they right there on their phone, so easy. Look, oh, yeah, matter of fact, just put your information and let me do it for you. Right. <laughs> they don't want that. Right. They want to make it as difficult as possible yep. and then pull their shenanigans when they actually get the physical votes, when they're kicking people out of uh, buildings and, you know, the neutral monitor doing whatever she want to do. And Yeah, that's another thing. They they got to get rid of that that, that Barbara Dinehart. Yeah, Barbara yeah. Dinehart, yeah. They, they got to get rid of her. I mean, I mean, how is it that during one election you say that these group of members can vote because that division has a history of not doing their their um their, their members meeting their regular meetings yeah, yeah on a regular yeah, yeah but then go into the union website look up um school bus paratransit and try to find one election i mean one um meeting one section meeting one division meeting but they was allowed to vote you know back then they were allowed to vote because it wasn't taken care of appropriately, so they have to be given a chance to vote. But these days, they want to fight everything. They want to say, oh, they can't vote because they didn't make a meeting. They didn't make a meeting because you didn't have a meeting. Oh, well, prove to me that there wasn't a meeting. Easy. Go into the union website. Go check the meetings. You see, you see meetings for RTO. You see meetings for... Map store, New York City transit stations. You see meetings all over the freaking place. But go to school bus paratransit, you won't find one meeting on the calendar. I need to try to find out how to get a job like Barbara Donhart. Because she got like $70,000 for like three days. Oh, shit. <laughs> According then, to the LM2s. Are you and then, serious? And then 70, 70, 70 or 60000 for three dates. And then, and, then, and then speaking about meetings... From what I understand, uh, this is a. I would love to have. Uh, I would love to t talk to Artie Clemens and them, and uh, John Mooney from Stations. But basically, they. Uh, from what I understand, Samson limited the amount of meetings they could have in their section. Now, they so like every three months or something. Every like that, right? yeah, no, every, that's that's a bylaw violation. You're supposed to have a meeting every month, except during the summer. They did well, something about they did something. Well, what they said wasn't money in the budget or something craziness like that, right? Right, yeah. It, it was something with the budget to where they can't have this section meeting every month. So you can have a section meeting in a freaking parking lot. Of course, yeah. But they they said it was some budget. 
they stopped them from having a meeting every month to right. every that, three months. But that's months. what I'm saying. But they did it on purpose so they won't make certain meetings well, so they wouldn't run or something so like that. Members, members, they're telling you that you can't have a certain meeting is because they're trying to limit your amount of meetings. You have to have six consecutive meetings to remain in good standings to be able to get nominated to run for a position or... Or to get on a it, slate. It's six or five. I thought it was five. I think it's six. I thought it was five. I thought it was five, yeah. I mean, it's probably five. Five, yeah. But, but, it, but still, is you, you could make those. You could go to a division meeting. You could go to a section meeting. You, um, an event is considered a meeting. So when they have the, the Latino days, you sign that sheet, that's a meeting. How you feel for Samuelson not attending? I'm used to it already. Come on. <laughs> I've, been, I've been to... About four Puerto Rican Day parades. The first one that he did, I met with him in the staging area, mm-hmm. but then he bounced. So it was just for, I'm here. Thanks I, for coming I'm out. I'm here. Midnight. How you doing? Later. Seeing. You know, well, that's the same thing he did with African American Day Parade one year. He came for the staging, and of course he didn't want to walk. He didn't want to walk the parade, so basically he told him, "Yo, I'm out. I'll see you later." Black History Month, he ain't, he didn't even show up. The celebration at the Union Hall. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. You see the training and upgrading fund, and all these things. All these things are being done differently between the MTA workers and then the private operation guys. Mm-hmm. You guys have training and upgrading widows and orphans, um, child care, all that stuff. Why doesn't the private operations have that? They want to say, oh, because transit is the one that's doing it. Okay, but yet you're using the members' money, the members' dues, to do events, dinners, like like Latin Day, like Dia de los Obreros or whatever they call that. Yeah. You know, that's the Latin Day. Then you got the African-American dinner and you got Mike Quill dinner, the Russian dinner. You got all these dinners. You mean to tell me that you're using all these dues monies to make these extravagant events for the members. That's great. You're giving them a dinner. But that's not what you should be doing as a union. As a union, you should be contacting other unions and letting them know that you're doing a celebration. But at the same time, on top of it being a Latin day, you want to make it that it's a fundraiser for, for child care. So now these other unions, they might rent a table. That table might be $1,000. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The union, that union will come with a check for $1,000, give it to the union, and they'll sit there and they'll have the dinner. A nice little celebration, a little music, a little food, and everybody goes home happy. Yeah. But if you got a few unions doing that on a regular basis, coming into the events, you know, that the union is doing, that's how you can create a fund for the private operations. You don't have to give every single member a, 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 a monetary amount to take care of their kids. They, it's first come, first serve. But you anyway. can do first come, first serve the first five or ten union member families from school buses, the first five from paratransit, the first five or ten from private operations. So you, they, take, they take the private company's money. What, do, what benefits do they reap? 
Nothing. Representation for negotiations of a contract and that's not that's 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 not enough. That's not fair. That's not fair, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. That's not fair. That's a disparate type of treatment, and it shouldn't be because the union dues is not that far apart. You guys are paying twenty twenty eight twenty nine dollars every two weeks. Yeah, you work full time. Yeah. School bus operators are paying anywhere between fourteen and fifteen dollars every two weeks. Okay. But they're only part-time workers. Yeah. If they were to work full-time, then they'll be paying $30. You want to know what? When these part-time bus operators come to surface, I'm going to know are they going to be paying the full union dues. Probably so. You never know. Part-time is already there. No, I Go know. Go back, say to you. But, but I think that this next contract, it's going to be blatantly there. I think that's going to be a give back. They, want, they want part-timers to come here under TW, but they're already over there with ATU. Where are they to you? Which uh, I, I know JFK and, I mean, you know, the privates always MTA, had part-timers. MTA bus, MTA bus, but represented by ATU. Okay. They have part-timers over there. Right, they have part-timers, right. Right. So now it's bringing the part-timers here. Well, you know, the talk that we had with Lloyd Archer and Harry Wills and and, and, and people like that, you know, uh, basically what it is is Roger, under his administration, had a provision in the contract. I don't have it on me, so I can't even turn to it. But there's a provision there that talks about, that says that managed, the MTA has to maintain a certain ratio as far as civil service bus operators and non-civil service meaning TA, civil service, and OA, non-civil service, on the, there has to be a certain ratio that has to be kept up. And I believe the agreement was prior to, the numbers have to be kept up that were there prior to 2002. So now, from what I understand, that ratio of operators has shifted, and now the numbers have changed to where you have probably an equal amount or maybe lesser of civil service bus operators on the property now that you have OA, which is non-civil service, okay? And see, that's it's the civil service that protects us, that protects the union from um, having part-timers rammed down their throats, okay? Because you can't have part-timers working on the property with civil service people, you know? So that's what I mean when I say, uh, I don't know if it's, it's amazing. I don't know if it's being enforced. Um, from what I was told, there was a grievance file uh, I don't know how far that grievance went. I was told that uh, the grievance was sh- shot out the air. I don't know by who, by JP or Samuelson or one of them. One of them, you know. But basically, that's what's going on here at TA and OA. You know, that's something that we have to be very mindful of because I tell you something, bus operators over here, you know, you don't want to see part-timers. And I, and I know y'all know what I'm talking about because – That'll take away, you know, part-timers will take away all, all the shuttle work, overtime. all your overtime. Part-timers go come and humble up the whole surface. Yeah. <laughs> they go humble all them up. All your overtime. All your overtime. Gone. All the, think about all the shuttle work and double ups and, 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 and finish ups and shifting and everything. It's going to affect pensions. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> You're not going to be able to do the overtime to get get out no more and no. So that's No extra vacation money. Exactly. That's 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 where everything that's where everything comes in. It's like here goes here goes um the dues money being paid but the representation is just not there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um That's my school, main problem I have with school them. School bus school buses 
You don't you don't get that type of representation. You don't have the 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 child care fund. You don't have the widows and orphans. You don't have the training and upgrading. Those things are not there for you. See, that's crazy. I didn't know about none of this. You know what I'm saying? You no. Know, yeah. Yeah, because I think I think I told you this a while back that that MTA bus people are not you know, they don't have access to I'm talking about but just <coughs> to hear him talk about, you know, it's a major disparity of what's total going on. Disparity, total. Total disparity. It's a complete different reaction and treatment of the membership. It's totally separate. You know? A lot of them don't complain about it. Why? Because they've never had it. Yeah. When I was there I was trying to get that in. Like one of the contracts that I was trying to negotiate um, I was trying to get the owner to agree to give the union 50 cents an hour for each one of his employees capped out at 40 hours a week. Of course, they'll come back with something less, you know, but if I would have managed to continue to stay there, I probably would have gotten at least 25 cents yeah. an hour per employee capped out at 40 hours. That money could be used to fund a child care pro, uh, a child care assistance, yeah. or a small contribution for for a pension for one of the kids graduating high school or going into high school. If they're in Catholic school or whatever, they'll get a small little pension, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars, you know. But something, because these members deserve it. These members work hard. Yeah, you know. They come into work early in the morning. They got to deal with these, these, these owners that are like, you know, you think transit is bad. These guys are like the worst. They, they, if, if your second tire in the back <laughs> is flat, you're still going out because <laughs> the other one's still good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, there was a company in White Plains called White Plains Bus <clears throat> that the, the management team and the owners was trying to give the members a hard time. And I was like trying to talk with them civilly, you know, hey, you know, we have to, ah, and all this screaming and back and forth. And I was like, all right, I tell you what, this, this is what we're gonna do. I went into the mechanic garage <laughs> and I started 19A in his ass all over the place. Oh, wow. I was like, wait a minute. They don't like that. I was like, that barrel doesn't have a marking. What's in that barrel? Oh, you don't know what's in that barrel? That barrel can't be here. Those light fixtures don't have covers. What's, what's, what's the chemicals in that box or in that box or in that bin or in there? You know what? This is, this is a danger zone. All my members, get the hell out of here. Go into the driver's lounge. Wow. So what do you think need to change right now to, to bring MTA bus into like the, the light with, with the regular workers of, of the union? Most of them have to retire. Who the the, who? <laughs> the the members because they're so they're so they're so um like a lot of them really don't give a fuck. They're just at that retirement stage. They're just waiting to see where this pension thing is gonna go. That's in arbitration. Oh, it's still in arbitration. Yeah. Okay. But once it's done, I wouldn't be surprised if twenty percent retire that's a big percentage it is that's a very very big percentage i wouldn't be surprised if 20 people say you know what 
I'm done. I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm yeah. taking my pension and I'm running. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because those old timers are the ones that make it so difficult to try and get to the newer guys. They got them so isolated mm. and away from everybody and everything that it's hard to talk to them. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're inside MTA bus, it's really hard to talk with the membership because those old timers, they just block you every step of the way. Wow, yeah, they probably need to go there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Every step of the way, they block you. They're like, ah, we don't care. I was here when we were Triborough. I was here when, when we were Green Lines. <laughs> okay, and? You were here? Okay, great. So now you're benefiting from some of the things that the union have gotten for you. So why are you making it harder for the younger guys to fight for what they need now? If you're going to retire soon, then you shouldn't even worry about it. Let these young guys get educated and see if we can get them to step up and become the new leadership of this union. Yeah, we we, we definitely got to put our efforts in the newbies. You know what I'm saying? The tier six. (laughs) The tier tier sixes. All the new guys got to step up. And it's it's not only MTA... TA, OA, MTA bus, it's not only them. It's also Liberty Lines, the new guys that are working there. Yeah, everybody. They have to come up and step up. The school bus operators, they have to get more involved. But the thing is, those guys have been beat up over the last six and a half years that Samuelson has been there. They've been beat up so much that it's hard. Um, when they were negotiating one of the contracts for one of the bigger carriers, it was like they were there with their arms pumped up and, yeah, we're going to get this done. But then Angel Gibrio goes behind the member's back and tries to seal the deal with the owner of the company. These you guys know? are amazing. Yeah, they really do and, amaze me. And Angel Gibrio could, could deny it all he wants. I got the text messages that I posted on Facebook from – the guy that they had, I think he was the acting division chair, and he eventually I think he wound up being a accused pedophile. Oh, wow. I think you did. T- I think you did take. <laughs> yeah, you did put it out there. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah. I think he was an accused pedophile, but he sent me these texts saying that Angel tried to go behind his committee's back to negotiate a contract, and I was like, what? What the hell? That's not your job. That's not even your division. You're the vice president of the union, but you're not supposed to be there. That's the vice president of private operations that's supposed to be there. Mm. The division chair is supposed to be there. Who are you to step on their toes and try to go behind the members' back, which the members have their committee already established to sit in the meetings to see how the negotiations are going? Wow. And you try to backslide through? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> they, they very serious. Mm-hmm. All right, look, the, the two these two hours be going by quick, cause I know, real <laughs> real fast because of a lot of a lot of great information and a lot of good a, a lot of great information. Yeah. you know. So, what would you like to leave the, the people with, Mister Cologne? Guys, got to step up. Each and every one of you have to step up. You know what I'm saying? It's it's not all about listening to what people tell you get online 
Look up the LMRDA. These are your rights against the companies and the union. They protect you against both. Look up Department of Labor and look up your employment rights. Pick up that constitution. Pick up that bylaws. You know what I'm saying? Study them. Read them. Memorize them. Digitize them. Put them on your phone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But don't go according to what people say. Have them show you something proving it. Yeah. Read it. Yeah. Investigate it. But you have to step up. Don't get led. Become the leader. Yeah, that, now, that was nice. <laughs> Definitely. That was nice. Oh, yeah. Don't be led. Be the leader. Be the leader. That's right. I like that. What you got to say, cuz? Um, real quick, I just want to say, you know, that, uh, you know, this administration kills me with uh, the things that's going on. Like, uh, again, you know, we talked about the Gilbarton houses. And basically, you know, there are a lot of members uh, probably still offhand, you know, not talking bad about anybody, but they can't comprehend what all this talk that we're talking about it, the Gilbert houses and millions of dollars and money being spent and getting attorneys and, 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 and land surveyors and all this crap, you know what I'm saying? But to all these people that talk about Roger and the sale of the building, I'm like, okay, listen, you know, we have... Do- we, We've posted documents. You have documents from attorneys, you know, from law firms. We have documents from auditors. We have documents from land surveyors, you know, what not to go and survey the building. And basically, we provide we provided nothing but paperwork on the sale of 80 West End Avenue. Yet all these naysayers still got some crap to talk. And then what do they do? They go and you and they go when they purchase two and a half floors. When they could have had the, you know, again, when they could have held on to the Gilmartin houses and the union would have took full ownership of it by 2022. Okay. And then they go and they and, and they pass the buck on a building in Midtown on West 35th Street. You could have had a whole fucking building with around nothing but transportation. Now, tell me, why do you, you know, why do you give that up for Montague Street? Okay, it's all because they silly asses live in Brooklyn and they don't want, you know, they, you're taking a train and driving anyway. So, what, you know, what's the difference? But anyway, what I'm saying is that the members need to wake up because the dues money that we pay, okay, it pays for all of these things. These people would not operate if it was not for our dues money. Listen to, I'm trying to say it as clear as possible when I have sinus from being under the air conditioner in the car, okay? I'm trying, this is our dues money, okay? Our money goes to pay for those condos, for, for those floors, those two and a half floors of 195 Montague Street. Our money goes to pay for these union officers' salaries. It pays for these cars they ride around in. It pays for these gas cards. It pays for it every time they use a union credit card. It pays for it every time they go to Vegas and, and, score, and score some drugs or whatever it is they do, the shit that I'm hearing that they do out there now. It, 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 go, it goes to pay for Omaha, Nebraska, Nebraska Steakhouse by 2 Broadway. Don't forget it, London. Exactly, and, and London, right. When I heard that, I said, he, he's over in London, you know. And, and, and from what I hear, Samuelson missed a, a meeting, an MTA board meeting already. By the way, Ed Watt was there. Right, so that's what I mean where I say... Our dues money pays for all of these things. So you can't get scared. 
everybody has to make this union accountable for everything that is going on and question it. Don't just sit by because, like I said, as long as you sit by, they'll continue to do what they do and not represent you, not represent me. And that's what it's all about, just representation. Everybody just needs you to be aware of what's going on. And like I said, we sit there smiling, but I'm dead serious. I am dead serious. That's all I got to say. All right, that's, that's today's show. I'm not going to say much. I'm going to just show y'all in action. That's how I'm going to do it. Thank, thank Mr. Uh, Tommy McNally for that. He's going to pay for that. I promise you. Y'all have a good night. It was good talking with y'all. Have a good Hope night, y'all. y'all. Listen, hold on. Progressiveaction.info. If you want to um, hit us up, progressiveaction100 at gmail. Uh, Instagram, progressiveaction. Twitter, progressiveact. That's the show for today, ladies and gentlemen. We are gone. Peace.